0: Tom Brady is now saying he's going to play past 45. Helmets Off is on. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host here. Uh, we love to dive into you know my thoughts underneath my brain and of course the thoughts of others underneath their brain what do people really feel about things got a great show today uh, please like us on uh, facebook at the helmetsoft off podcast on twitter at the helmets off show we're powered by kslsports.com and we uh, really appreciate you being here so like us and uh, love when you listen in. Feel free to share your comments, thoughts with uh, what we have going here, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. All right. Um, first segment here. Fascinating offseason has already started. We haven't even got to the Super Bowl yet, and we're starting to see some trades uh, with these quarterbacks. Going to be a lot of movement. Uh, I mean, there's always some movement. You know, with quarterbacks, with coaches, with other marquee players, but the one that uh, started it all off, and I think is just extremely intriguing, because is Matthew Stafford going to the Rams for basically Jared Goff? And it is fascinating in a lot of senses. But let me start here. Watching Matthew Stafford, I felt like he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL at throwing the ball period. And I watched a guy named Dan Marino do it up close for four years. And he was, he was the best, but I'm telling you, Matthew Stafford, just, he can throw it. (laughs) And he's put up some remarkable numbers. Uh, You know, he's had some injury issues, uh, hasn't won a lot, you know, whatever. From a talent perspective though, Matthew Stafford, brings it okay and you go well you know he's been on the lines so you know it and that kind of concerns me and it concerns me that you become a professional loser right I mean I mean that's really kind of where it it you know you you get so used to a culture of losing and and it's hard to shake and I think that's going to be the most challenging thing for Matthew Stafford is how do I how do I get out of that, you know, losing culture kind of mentality? And and they've they've changed coaches, they've changed GMs, but they haven't changed a culture. And it's a culture of losing. And he spent his entire career in the middle of it. So does that magically just leave when you when you go somewhere? Is that, you know, is that kind of how it happens? because Tom Brady went from the New England Patriots to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that that culture that culture changed the minute he signed. When he walked through that front door, the organization changed. Is that going to happen for Matthew Stafford when he goes to the Los Angeles Rams? Because here's my second concern: it's the Rams. When you have Jared Goff and you give him a hundred. Plus million dollars just a couple of years ago, and you give Todd Gurley about the same amount of money, and you say these are the these are the foundational building blocks of our organization. When you give them all that money, that's what you're saying. And shortly after that, they go to the Super Bowl. The Rams do, and Todd Gurley is AOL and he's gone, not even around. And then and then this year down the stretch. Jared Goff is gone. Like they're they're playing a guy that was in in the American Football Alliance Spring League, who was an okay, and they're saying we're considering starting him over Jared Goff, the guy we just gave a hundred billion dollars to. How does the guy Jared Goff, how does he all of a sudden just become terrible? Like he's magically just a terrible, terrible player. I mean, I mean, what would you know? The irony of all of this, the irony of all of it, is Jared Goff goes to the Detroit Lions and they all of a sudden become a winner, and and then it, and then you wonder, whew, and maybe the Los Angeles Rams become, you know, a loser. I mean, I, and I'm not trying to say Matthew Stafford's a loser because I, I think he's extremely talented, or you know, and and, and I think Jared Goff is too. There was this this thing I saw recently, and it was an interview with Nick Saban and, and Bill Belichick. It's fast, it's wonderful, it's fascinating. And they go, look, um, these players are good. And you don't coach them all the same way. And really good coaches know how to coach players differently. They know how to what buttons to push and what direction and and they just know. So um Jared Goff has proven, like, if, if a guy can play in the NFL, figure out how to get the best out of him because he can play. And, and a guy just doesn't all of a sudden just get bad. But there is a mindset, and it's a real concern for me with Matthew Stafford. It's a real concern it, that a mindset doesn't change. You know, you, uh, you know people go, poverty is, is a mindset, right? And, and uh, you, can give, you can give someone who's, in, you know, in poverty – millions of dollars and they'll end up figuring out how to get it back into poverty because that's where they feel they belong or that's where they're comfortable. So the biggest challenge for Matthew Stafford probably is himself, but talent wise and, and getting on what is arguably a really good football team. I mean, they don't have all the weapons offensively, but defensively they're, defensively they're a team that can really, um, you know you can win with with a defense, and that's hard to do in today's M- NFL with the rules and and how everything has changed. And uh, but the, I'm telling you, the Los Angeles Rams have have a very good defense. So, yeah. Matthew Stafford gets out of his way, yeah. the the I think the, I think the Rams, I think the Rams could could be a pretty good a pretty good team. I mean, they were close a year ago, and and it's hard it's hard in the NFL to kind of go from well, this is what we did last year. I mean, sometimes it works. and You start seeing uh, teams trend. You, know, you think about the Dallas Cowboys in the early 90s. You know, like 1991, you, you just said, you know, this, you know Troy Aikman's starting to come together, Emmitt Smith. They make the playoffs. They're kind of, you know, they, they kind of lose in the playoffs, and then they, then they win, you know, the next year. And you, and you see that maturation of these teams that learn how to win. And and so you kind of look at the Rams team and see, yeah, they're kind of close. You look at Patrick Mahomes recently. You know, he he, he got in and he you know got his feet wet in the playoffs. And um, and so it, it it does take it does take some time, and you see some trending, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you have these teams that you know they're they're kind of garbage, and then they uh, um, and then they all of a sudden win. And, and a lot of it's because they played they played teams that weren't very good. Or you have a year like this where the NFC East had its its champion is as a seven and nine team. And so the whole the whole division was terrible. So if you're playing that division, you're you're gonna, you know, you it's an easier schedule for you. So the schedule kind of sometimes can be for you or against you in the following year. But that aside. The, the, the Los Angeles Rams will be better with Matthew Stafford provided that he can and I think I think getting in a new situation uh, can be a very a very very helpful thing. We'll see We'll see how it, it pans out but it's, it's fascinating. All right well uh, we're gonna take a break Tom Brady apparently is now saying that he could play past 45. Well, we'll talk about that more when we come back. Okie folks, welcome back to uh, Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here. And, uh, of course, Tom Brady, there's been much, much said about Tom Brady. But apparently Tom Brady is now saying that he wants to possibly play past 45. I know that that 45 number was thrown out there. A lot of it was from his wife, or, or supposedly, that, you know, hey, his wife wanted to um, have him home. And and she knew the time commitment, you know, like right now, he's preparing for the Super Bowl. He's home. He's not at the Super Bowl site, but he is. You know, it's just it's COVID, right? But it's also the first time a, a home team has actually hosted a Super Bowl. So he's at home. But his family's not. They left. Now his family could leave and go to the French Riviera, right? I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, but nonetheless, they've left. You know, it's not like they're going to go stay at Motel 6 and they're going to be put out, is my point. They're probably, you know, somewhere fun and warm. Not that Tampa isn't warm, but uh, it, they understand the process. They understand that there's a sacrifice to being Tom Brady and doing what he does, massive sacrifice. And, and that everyone's on board with it, but there comes a point when you know enough is enough and i i really think tom brady probably his greatest attribute has been i i i the norm is not normal to me the norm is not normal to me i'm really going to go out and i'm the guy who's going to run the new sub 4 minute mile I'm going to change barriers. I'm going to change perceptions. I'm going to I'm going to change this thing dramatically, and he has. It, it's it's insane. Ten Super Bowl appearances, six wins. Uh, you know the the records in the playoffs as far as touchdown passes and yards and wins, and it's 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 not even close. And and here's a guy who's who's 43 doing this at 43. And you look at Tom Brady and you look at Drew Brees, who are both in their 40s, and Drew Brees, you can tell, has, has fallen off. You know, it's not the same. Wasn't the same this year. Wasn't the same last year. And, and even in the bigger pressure games in the playoffs, it's actually kind of uh, been exacerbated. It's, it's, it's more. You can see that it's really it's really impacting him a lot more than, than it had in the past. And so you look at Tom Brady and you're like, arm's still there. uh, Could never move anyway. So that doesn't matter. Knows when and how to get rid of the ball and and understands how to survive in a pocket and all that stuff. Uh, You know, but, but what he's, what he does to himself to physically prepare himself as far as his nutrition, his exercise, it's just off the charts. And and it's something that he he really believes in, but I I really think it's like, why well, set a limit on myself? I I, I mean I I could tell you I I felt really good into my forties. I mean I wasn't playing football then, but but physically it was like yeah I'm not you know. And with the way they have practice, in the way they have off season training, the way they have training camp, the rules on quarterbacks and the limits to taking shots, and and. I mean, I, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole for just a second. This whole thing about the rule changes and everyone saying, well, you know, we want player safety. What they really want is they want the marquee quarterbacks playing. They don't want them injured. That's what, that's what drives the NFL is the popularity of the, the star athlete. And most of the stars in the NFL are quarterbacks. So it's more about product protection than it is about Player safety and and so don't be fooled and deceived by it nonetheless the players are benefiting i mean the quarterbacks are you know you get these defensive linemen who want all these sacks and and maybe they get them maybe they don't but uh the quarterbacks are benefiting physiologically from the rules of football and it's allowing them to to play And, and of course the diet the nutrition, the the technology, the the training, is so far advanced, and it just continues to do that. So we shouldn't not expect guys to play into their forties. I mean, that's 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 not an unreasonable thing. And so Tom Brady playing as long as he wants, he it just seems to be the kind of guy that has this wry smile on his face and just say, "Yeah, it, you know, up yours," because. I'm Tom Brady, and, and I've just rewritten everything. And not only did I rewrite it, I mean, I just crushed it. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, take another break. I hinted on it, but um, what kind of impact has Tom Brady had on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And, and it's really Tom Brady. I mean, there's, there's nobody else there. It's Tom Brady. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host. Final segment of the day. Of course, we have uh, Tom Brady went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the culture changed immediately. So, how, how much of an impact has Tom Brady had on? The Bucks. Well, mm-hmm. let's let's start with this. Okay, you ready? Uh, they had been to the playoffs for thirteen years. It's a team that probably over the span of its whole existence has the worst win loss percentage. They've been the yucks forever. Okay, the big sombrero, the yucks, the terrible, you know, creamsicle uniforms, all that stuff. Uh, they had they had kind of a little era of you know in the nineties. When they kind of, you know, okay, they, but other than that, they've not been a team that's won. And, and you, you have this new coach that comes in, Bruce Arians. Okay. Bruce Arians is a culture changer. I mean, he's part of, part of the deal, but he also has to get the right quarterback there to make sure that it happens. And when he's had the right quarterback, good things have happened, but you got to have the quarterback. Well, Uh, It was a it was a gamble across the board for the Buccaneers, but also for Tom Brady, because, I mean, you're going to a perennial loser. And and Bruce Arians going, you're 43. And and clearly they've been there've been some, you know, uh, bumps along the road. And and what's great about Bruce Arians is like, I'm not pulling punches. I mean, this is what changes a culture is when you, you can talk to all of your players honestly. And, and Tom Brady wants honest feedback. Any great player wants it. So, so that relationship and those struggles, you know, it, it's a real thing. But I will tell you this, and I believe this. I believe this to the depth of my soul. When Tom Brady walks through the front door of the Buccaneers facility, that whole entire organization changed. They now believed they could win. And that's about 90% of the battle. And may, maybe, it's, maybe it's not a thing, maybe it's smoke and mirrors, maybe it's overhyped, I, don't, I, I actually don't believe so. But when you feel like, we got Tom Brady, and, and somehow, you know what, we're, we're gonna win. And here go the Buccaneers. And, and they had bumps along the road, but anyone's going to have that. Anyone, it, it, there's, always, there's always ups and downs in any NFL season. And quite frankly, you want them. And you need them because those are, kind of the, those, are the, um, those are the moments of truth. Those are the things that kind of gut check you. Say, all right, what you made of? You got a bump in the road. You lost a game. You didn't play well. What are you going to do about it? You just threw an interception. What are you going to do about it? You just fumbled. What are you gonna do about it? And and so having that is always a very healthy thing. Very healthy thing. It's it's an it's an honesty check when you have bumps in the road. Well, they had the bumps in the road and they went through them. And all I could think about was the moment that Buccaneers got to the playoffs, I was like, this is why Tom Brady's here. Tom Brady knows how to win in the playoffs better than anyone who's ever lived on the planet. And if you ever want a guy to lead you through that and you, because you haven't been through it, Tom Brady is, you know, like qualified beyond belief. All these players, all their, their, uh, their hesitations, their, their, you know, lack of knowledge, lack of, you know, experience, it didn't matter. All they had to do is go look at Tom Brady. Oh, uh, Tom's, Tom's okay right now, so we're okay. You know what? Tom's a little fired up right now. We need to get fired up. And, and it's, it's that beacon, like, like that just etched in stone beacon that just says, yep, follow that. That right there, Tom Brady, is going to lead us to a Super Bowl. Whether, whether it was or it wasn't the truth. It was the truth because that's what they believed and that's what they did, uh, which I find I find absolutely fascinating. So, here's Tom Brady. And now everybody's saying, "Well, you know, phew, clearly Brady had a bigger impact on everything uh, than Bill Belichick." I mean. Brady was the more important part. And I'm going to tell you right now, if anyone believes that, it's a lie. The most important part of Tom Brady is Bill Belichick. And you can, and, 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 and clearly, I mean, it's not even an argument, and I'll tell you why. Bill Belichick brought Tom Brady in Tom Brady goes and um, replaces Drew Bledsoe who took the team to a Super Bowl, who was an amazing player, first pick in the draft, uh, a a great talent, pro pro bowl player, prolific guy. And uh, so they take him uh, out and and Brady replaces him. Well, the guy gets healthy again. Bill Belichick has a choice. I can – Keep Brady in there, or or I can put back, which everyone would say you should do, is put back Drew, Drew Bledsoe, and he doesn't. He stays with Tom Brady. And that was a gutsy move. And he could say now, oh, yeah, see what I mean? See, I knew all this stuff. I doubt he did. Um, but it was a gutsy move when Drew, Drew Bledsoe was healthy, because Tom Brady was just okay. They were winning, but he wasn't, like, lighting the world on fire and then what bill belichick did is he taught tom brady how everybody thinks like like as far as knowledge and detail goes probably not a better person in the nfl than bill belichick he probably he probably knows more than anybody right so um he took all of that knowledge and he taught Tom Brady how coaches think, how they prepare, Uh, not offensive coaches, defensive coaches. And when you understand the philosophy of a defense, what they're trying to do, it's a game changer. Most coaches don't, they don't think that way. They teach you your offensive scheme and, and Bilicek taught it to him the other way around, which I think is brilliant. This is what the defense is trying to do. And and you've got to understand that And this is how you beat it. And so Tom Brady would have never been Tom Brady if Bill Belichick had said, yeah, Drew Bledsoe's ready to play. It would have never happened. Maybe it would have happened down the road, but nowhere near. This guy comes in his second, third year in the NFL. I mean, he essentially comes in like Patrick Mahomes is right now. And he's in there leading the team to the freaking Super Bowl, and his first year of playing, which is just phenomenal, and he wins it, and then it just keeps winning them. And it doesn't happen without Bill Belichick, and it doesn't happen, quite frankly, without Bill Bill Belichick's tutelage, his his development, his sharing of uh, information, but beyond that. He also gave Tom Brady the pieces. He got him a a Ben Coates. He got him an Aaron Hernandez before. He got him a Chad Johnson. He got him a Randy Moss. He got him a Wes Welker. He got him a a Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman. And he got him Corey Dillon. And he got him a, a really, really solid offensive line every year. And and he had players around him, and he had a great system, and he had a great tutelage, and he had an opportunity. And and Bill Belichick gave that to him, one hundred percent. So it doesn't happen. Tom Brady isn't who he is. Um, Bill Belichick had more to do with that success than Tom Brady ever did. Now he delivered. He bought into it. He was a great student, but he was not the one that was given the opportunity. And and I think I think Tom Brady actually has acknowledged that and would say it. So, anyways, uh, Super Bowl be fun. Uh, Glad you tuned in. Uh, Helmets off is now off. Please uh, subscribe. Uh, Go to uh, download us. We love all that stuff. Go to Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast. Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. And until then. I'm we'll see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.